And we're back. Oh, thank God. <laughs> we're back after, uh, what is it, four days of 80 degree weather, and now it is snowing and raining here. Yep. Yep. And we know when people get shut in during blizzards, they love to listen to the soothing sounds of our voices because we, we offer so much reassurance about the future of humanity. Yeah. Speaking of shut-ins, <laughs> I was looking at a study that was actually done. Um, this is actually reported on the Today Show's website, um, but they're talking about how old the average person is when they start to feel their age. Well, I don't know. You know, it depends on how well you've taken care of yourself and if you're still taking care of yourself and how much damage you did to yourself when you were younger. Take a take a guess at what the what the magic number this study has apparently come up with. I'll say forty five. No, you're you're quite a bit over actually. Really? Forty? Thirty five? A little over thirty five. Shit. Jesus. Thirty seven is actually the target age of when people start to I don't know. When did you start feeling like a grown up would be a a better thought? Well, how do you how do you define that? Like when you start getting random aches and pains, or oh, what? God. See, that was my first thought. Was actually when I was working at a restaurant and I got out of my car. Um, one of the girls that I worked with was getting out of hers, and she goes, "Do you know how I know you're old?" And I said, "How's that?" And she goes, "I heard the sound you made when you got out of your car." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the sounds of pleasure. I think that's up there with the like when you start clearing your throat for no reason and your body just kind of turns into this weird, weird symphony of noises all the time. Or you just like turn and like everything cracks. Yeah. You know, it's like you invert, you know, involuntarily cracked your knuckles, but it was your whole body. When you injure yourself sneezing, that's up there. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Are you trying to put your socks on? It's like, oh, I throw my back out. Yeah, I've got some socks that I have that I know that are way more comfortable, but they're a pain in the ass to put on, so I just deal with the pain rather than (laughs) putting on the other socks. There's something to be said about flexibility and, you know, putting socks on. I never was flexible, though. I remember being in gym class and... The teacher screaming at me because I couldn't touch my toes. As if that's like a major life goal. It is for a gym teacher. Right, well, it's because they basically get paid to babysit and they need to make it look good. That or teach kids. It's usually the gym teacher that ends up as the health teacher, too. Um, They're the ones that are teaching your kids the, the scary thoughts about sex and stuff like that. The birds and bees. Yeah. Well, either that or their coaches for one of the major teams. Yeah, that too. Not like the lacrosse team, like the football team or the basketball team, or depending how trendy your school is, the soccer team. The team that people actually go to to watch. Yes, the ones that actually has, has an audience. Yeah, not like the cross-country team where... Oh, Christ. You know they exist. And you know they all look miserable when they're running, but that's about all you need to know, really. Yeah, that was not really a spectator sport. I don't think I'm ever going to take up running. I think I've hit I've hit the age where that's no longer an option anymore. 
No, in my 20s, I used to run like two miles a day, like in weekdays. I take the weekends off, but I was also working like three jobs on the weekend. So I got plenty of, uh, I got my steps in, we'll see. See, I bought an e-bike and it's the first time I've been on this thing. And it's also, you know, they say, hello, it's just like buying, it's just like riding a bike. It's just like getting right back on a bike. Well, I don't remember a lot of bikes where once you start pedaling, the thing kicks in and you're doing 30 miles an hour down the street. So if you hear a story about somebody like hitting and going right through a parked car in the news anytime soon, that's probably me. Well, I, I had a mountain bike for a long time that I had in storage. And then when I actually got around to like riding it, I almost blew out both my knees. I'm like, yep, I'm done with this. So I sold it. <laughs> you know, there's so another like, good time of year for running into parked cars. And that actually uh, was about this time of year when you hit that first stretch of 80-year-old, 80-degree weather, and then you drive through campus. Ah, uh, Yes. Ah, yes, and see all the, seeing all the co-eds and everything that have crawled out from under their winter hangovers and sweaters. And I was up at Eau Claire on Thursday, and I guess they had school off, so they were all partying. Because that's what all the liquor stores are telling me. It was all college kids coming in, buying seltzers and vodka, and most of them were wearing next to nothing. And these two girls were talking about, like, a slip and slide. And I'm like, I wonder if that's their own choice or some guys talk them into that. Because that totally sounds like the stupid shit guys would talk girls into doing. Or they so, are hey. the slip and slide, one or the other. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But, yeah, yeah, the 80-degree weather, and now we're back down to fall weather again. Tiptoeing into winter. Yeah, yeah, and it just kind of... I remember those first glorious days of spring in, in college when anything seemed possible. And now I just look at it as <clears throat> my grumpy ass is just going, yeah, enjoy your student loan debt, you bastards. Well, hopefully kids make better decisions and get degrees and useful things. Speaking of teachers, lacrosse has a pretty big uh, physical education program. Well, that's lacrosse is always a jock school, and then it kind of had like some liberal arts stuff that always seemed like an add-on. But you know, like all the money went towards the jock stuff. So, what other hopes and dreams have you given up on now that you're old? Oh God, I know getting rid of my gut. Yeah, I still have a size uh, 34 pair of pants that I'm. I don't know why I keep them. Probably because I think they're pretty close to new. But there's no way in hell that's happening again. <clears throat> you know, it doesn't matter like how much you cut down your, you know, caloric intake. It's just kind of there. Yeah, yeah. Once it, I remember uh, DJing one night, and a girl I hadn't seen in a few years actually came downtown, and she's like, "You know how I know you're getting old?" I'm like what? And she goes, "You're getting fat." I'm like, "Oh my god!" That one pierced my heart. Yeah, because that's just the milk of human kindness right there. Yeah, that was 20 years ago, and I still remember that one. I don't think I ate anything other than water and uh, maybe like Crystal Light for about a week after that. Remember when I came home from my college, my grandma was laughing at me. I was like, Connie's getting fat. I'm like, okay, that was that was that ruined the holiday. Thanks, Grandma. I think that's another thing is when you start talking about like. Your, your ailments more than like what's going right in your life. It's like, oh yeah, so-and-so's got cancer, so-and-so died 
Oh yeah, I got arthritis in my big toe. Yeah, oh my god. Nothing like old people conversations. It's like a pissing contest to see who's suffering more. I think the next step is when somebody smells old people smell on you. Oh god. Like way too much talcum powder or the whiff of old pee. Or uh, Gina Tay. Splash from Walgreens. I don't know if I know recognize that one, but the perfume it smells so great that it comes in a screw top plastic bottle. Ugh, lovely. <laughs> or my my personal not favorite is the smell of sour milk. Right which I'm not sure lot. how that generates. Yeah, that's it's, something you just don't want to run into, like regardless of your age, though. I don't think. And then, of course, when you visit an old folks' home. <laughs> The smell of old man dick cheese. As someone who worked in those homes, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right up there with Limburger. That's like your your classic for Munda. Um, yeah, it's horrifying, really. It's horrifying. I'm not going to say that I'm completely letting myself go, but there are a couple of maintenance issues that need to be taken care of. Like, I've got some eyebrows that are going rogue on me. Oh, God, you're still going on about the eyebrows? Yeah, I just noticed one the other day. I got new glasses, and they're clear, so I can see the eyebrows right through these glasses. It actually kind of magnifies them, so now I've got one really thick rogue eyebrow. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it's a wonder that we're not just getting uh, proposals and uh, women just waiting to bear our children. Very no, no, it's, you know, our day will come and we're in the nursing home and you know some ladies will be like you're the guy i've always wanted i'm like no no you wanted bad boys in the beginning because you found them exciting now you want something safe and comfortable like a beanbag chair uh, leave me alone so i can eat my pudding bitch yes no you cannot have a piece of my jello no <laughs> i remember like my my when my grandma sold one of my grandmas she sold her house and moved it to a senior citizen apartment complex it wasn't it wasn't assisted living it was just a complex for little old people and there was only one man in there oh god that old guy had a harem i mean they used to go down to like the day room and play cards and the old ladies would fight over who got to be his partner in playing cards and he never had to cook a meal because basically every lady wanted to cook for him and this guy wasn't any major looker, and it was pretty quiet, you know, but he was just the only swinging dick there. Assuming it still swings. Um, oh, they swing. But, it's just that it also touches the toilet water. And... Well, that's usually the balls, though. I mean, the balls are what's dangling. Yeah, that too. Uh, the pendulum. Yeah, my hopes of that thing getting any bigger are, are long dashed as well. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's an old man issue. You got to make sure you, you take her easy because you don't want to like get your your saggy balls like pinched underneath like the toilet seat. Oh. You run into that a lot? No, no. But I'm just saying, you occasionally know, hear stories like that. You know, or they drop into the the dirty, dirty toilet water, and then you gotta like then you gotta like basically take a shower to cleanse off your dirty, dirty sack. <laughs> your dirty. I don't know that my hygiene is completely. I don't know that my hygiene and like self-awareness has completely gone out the window, but it's getting there. 
remember starting to I'm starting to care a lot less like what I'm wearing when I leave the house. As long as it's clean, you know, I have some modicum of self-respect still left. Yeah, it's like when you're when you're when your Walmart slumming clothes become your everyday clothes. And yeah, speaking of Walmart, so I saw this woman and she's actually wearing a relatively tight, clingy dress, but it had random weird stains on it. And right on her ass was a stain and you know, it wasn't like a bodily stain. It was like some random color, like a like a bright yellow or red, like a crayon or something, or mustard or ketchup. Like she sat on a hot dog, and I'm like, what the fuck? Or a bad like Easter egg dying accident. It is that time of year? Or just wash it. I mean, this is an older woman. She had to be like in her sixties or seventies. She actually like filled the dress out fairly respectively. Because uh, there's nothing more heinous than an old woman trying to dress like a young woman and just looking like a monstrosity. You know, it's, you don't have yeah. to dress like a bag lady, but just wear something that makes sense and is flattering. Yeah, there's there's something to be said for like knowing when that ship has sailed. Yeah, or wear you know if you're 70 years old and you've got like the classic Jennifer Aniston haircut. No, that just, it just screams desperation. There was you know, a Saturday Night Live bit a while ago about when women got the cut. About when it starts to get up and get higher. The classic Karen look, you know? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. You know, like what age they, they were at when they finally got theirs. And it's like a rite of passage. Yeah, I, I don't know how that hairstyle, like those different Karen hairstyles are easier to deal with. Because it looks like they need a lot of like maintenance and shaping. And it's not something you just like jump out of the shower and blow dry and go. Looks like you have to spend like three hours putting in shellac or something and putting up framework to hold it up. You know, it kind of reminds me of back in the 80s, the big poofy hair and just the ridiculous fucking bangs. Do you have to start worrying about the structural inte- integrity of your hairdo? Yeah, you know, it takes like a whole can of hairspray just to like solidify it into place. Yeah, the boomer generation may have quote unquote been like the, the greatest generation, but they led to one of the largest holes in the ozone layer, and it was Pretty entirely much. due to hair and cars with lead gas. I mean, you just look through like any high school yearbooks from the late 80s early 90s and it was kind of funny watching like the late 90s like all the guys had their hair parted down the middle and it's just like oh jesus y'all look like cut. yeah the ones that were the best were where the, the chick's bangs were so huge that their yearbook photo was square because they got cropped out so bad yeah jesus <laughs> Especially if you've got ones from like a glamour shot place at the mall where they're backlit too. And it just looks like this rat's nest, nest just like from, from heaven blowing. I remember in high school we had this girl transfer in and she had black hair and she piled it like straight up. Almost looked like Bride of Frankenstein. And, she, you know, she was borderline punk, and man, she was ornery. You did not look at her sideways, otherwise she'd just tear right India. But like a pissed-off Marge Simpson? Something like that. God, I should look through the yearbook and find her name and 
see if she became like a born again or something or she's still like rocking her righteous fury or what are yearbooks a thing anymore or do they just give your kid a thumb drive and tell them good luck i don't know you know because i i was talking like you know high school reunions for people our age and younger nobody gives a shit anymore it's all the older ones it's the boomers but for them you know they never kept in contact with people after high school and they got curious about them whereas us We've been on social media for well over a decade, and I've literally watched my friends' kids grow up. And, you know, you run into them, you know, you mentioned, like, you, I remember when you were, like, so, so little. They're like, we've never met you. It's like, yeah, but I've watched your whole life unfold. And it kind of weirds them out a little bit, and rightly so. But, yeah, I'm, I am glad I'm past two ages. The one in your early 20s where everybody's starting to get married and if you're dating anyone at that time guess what it's coming whether you want it to or not fortunately I dodged that bullet um, and the second one is uh, when you've got to post pictures of your kids first day of school every single year oh Jesus yeah I think I got a first day of school picture into kindergarten, and then after that, I was kicked out the door. And I don't think there's actually any other existing pictures of me until I turned 18 and I graduated. There's just this big black hole in my life. (laughs) Yeah, you know, depending on how paranoid you are, you know, posting your kids' pictures every year basically just gives algorithms, like every variation of their face their entire life into adulthood I think the only reason you post those now is just in case your kid goes missing sure that's dark it's very dark yes <laughs> last time seen sitting on the porch now our, next to our live laugh love sign oh god now trafficked into some Russian sex dungeon oh dude that got real dark got yeah really it did I think my humor has definitely gotten darker as I've gotten older, and I care less about who I offend. Now you've pretty much always been there as long as I've known you. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, I think I, I've i even started to get kind of the... <clears throat> excuse me, I got old man voice, too. I'm starting yeah, to get yeah. like the old man doesn't give a shit about being politically correct in any way feeling. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I get, yeah. A lot of things going on. I get, you know, pronouns and stuff like that, and, and that all makes sense. But there, there's a line where I just go, haven't you just had enough of, like, making your whole day revolve around what stupid thing you're outraged about today? Yeah, I mean, it's... Part of it's not really about trying to improve society. It's just about... It's the sport of pissing on shit. You know, like when people dig up old performances by actors and, you know, it, at the time it was fine and by today's standard it's crap. But, you know, most people would have completely forgotten about it and moved on. But no, you're going to dig that shit up and like rub that turd their face again. Oh, speaking I, of which, how glad are you that we didn't have camera phones when we were in college? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I've got some VHS tape tapes that are pretty damning. Oh, Christ. But unless I actually pull out a VCR, you know, there's that 
that meme I think I sent you for a while ago. That's a VHS roulette. It's a whole bunch of blank tapes. And it like, might be your sister's eighth birthday. Might be porn. No one knows. <laughs> yeah, that's why you gotta label that shit well. You know the ones that have like the tabs busted out in the tape so you couldn't tape over them? Those were the important moments and then the other ones were porn. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Oh, God. I, I just remember people videotaping stuff and they were, <laughs> they were not good cinematographers. And no. like, I always used to tape stuff off a of TV because it was movies <laughs> that would be on like at one o'clock in the morning on USA or something. And you, you never saw them in the video rental store, so like, well, I'll just tape it and watch it. And occasionally I dig those things out, although I can't now because my last VCR took a shit, so I gotta find something like to play it on. But it's funny watching commercials from like middle of the night back in the nineties. Like those semi erotic ones like call the now. phone sex lines. I don't know if it's phone sex per se, but obviously it could lead to that. But the, the way they were pitched in the ads, it was just for companionship. So oh, yeah. you talk to. And you know, the last time well, you paid $9.99 a minute for companionship. Oh, God. Well, if you think about that too hard enough, most companionship is, is bought and paid for in some way. So true. <clears throat> so true. Uh, I well, miss... Uh, did you ever watch uh, Up All Night on USA? I think Gilbert oh, yeah. Gottfried was a host of that. It was him and there was this blonde gal, Rhonda Shear. that sound familiar? Um, maybe. I just remember that Gilbert Gottfried had the paper towel index for the next movie you were about to watch. And that was like, it was pre-Baywatch. So it was just blatant uh, TNA movies. And oh, yeah. He had, he had like his paper towel scale of how many you're gonna need for this movie. I remember uh, recording "Hell Comes to Frogtown" featuring Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh Jesus! That was, and it had Sandal Bergman in it, and she was like the female lead from um, Conan the Barbarian. And then yep. she did a bunch of other B movie shit too. But I mean, it's it was just this cheesy piece of shit, but it was fucking hilarious. And it had a budget of about a buck fifty. But like the frog monsters actually look pretty good, and there's a there's a running gag in there. But he's like one of the last virile men left on the planet, and so they send him to go rescue these women from these mutant frog men, and they basically put like a male chastity belt on him that's got an explosive. So if he doesn't do what they want, they'll blow <laughs> his fucking dick off. I vaguely remember that. I, my first thought oh, was, God. did they make him wear the kilt so he got? You know, no, better no, air no, circulation. No, no, no. But there's, there's a. Oh, what the hell? Oh, so he rescues the women, and basically, you know, he's got a. It's his job to impregnate them all to help save the human race. But then this gal that he kind of has feelings for, she's sterile, and he's like, "Don't worry, I'll save a little energy for you." I'm like, "That's the most romantic thing I've ever heard." <laughs> But yeah, it was just cheesy TNA, and then there was the King of the Frogmen had like the Dance of the Seven Males or something, and apparently he had like three or five frog dicks. Because it was uh, this gag that they kept showing, but then they never showed it in the movie version. I'm sure if you actually found it uncut, you know, like in a in a VHS tape someplace, you get to see the eight uncut frog, frog dicks. dicks. Uh, uncut frog dicks, yeah. 
I don't know if they looked like snakes or cobras or what, but yeah, it was just just cheesy and dumb. And you know, when you're sitting around with your buddies, you're all drinking, you just need a good laugh. There was a movie we used to watch in high school called Ski School. Oh yeah, and it was—I think it was made for HBO. Yep, and yep. We used to watch it religiously because there was some great TNA in it, and it just had these funny, goofy lines that we would quote to each other in high school. We would we'd be walking down the hallway and just you see your buddy come and you quote the line, you both just laugh your asses off. Yeah, it was like Ski School or Ski Patrol. Well, there's there was a ski patrol, but I think that actually got released into like movie theaters. Uh, but ski school was just straight off of HBO, or no, and we taped it so we'd watch it. We would actually rotate between that and history of the world part one. I think ski, my... ski patrol was kind of like um, police like academy, a, but can we knock off? Yeah, yeah. Then there was Hot Dog the movie, which was about skiing, but then Hamburger the movie was actually about hamburgers. <laughs> and th- that one's hard to find. I've always tried to find that one because that was just such ridiculous 80s bullshit. It's basically this guy, get, it starts out, he keeps getting kicked out of school because he's such a horn dog. And the last school that'll take him is like this Hamburger U run by a a megalomaniac guy that runs a burger franchise. You know, everything's always thinly veiled as either McDonald's or Burger King. And there's just all these wacky characters and goofy shit that happens. And the guy's experimenting with chicken and they take one of the, the class and they take him out of this secret lab and they basically force feed him chicken nonstop for like weeks. <laughs> and yeah, it's just stupid. And there's some like tits in there and whatnot. And it just makes me think of you want to think of like movies that haven't aged well especially when things are a lot more PC or movies like Zapped with Scott oh, where he could use his like mind powers to unhook a girl's bra and stuff like that you know Porky's has actually aged pretty well it's still freaking hilarious but Revenge of the Nerds has aged very poorly very poorly especially because all of them were in their 30s when they made that movie yeah pretty much but going back to piggies, like the f- I, I was reading an interview and I never paid attention to this until I rewatched it. But the the one female phi ed teacher, Miss Ballbreaker, yep, she goes in to complain to the principal, and then the male PE teachers are sitting in the background and she's explaining this thing because it's right after the penis grab scene in the the uh, shower handle shower, and they're like that. Thing was never if you look at it it's all one cut they never cut for close-ups and never did anything else it was just one cut and the, the two male teachers are in the background just losing their shit progressively getting this rolled around laughing and finally the principal just loses it and that's where the scene ends and i'm like oh my god that is comedy and acting gold where you can do a scene that long and maintain it and I want to oh, say yeah. the guy said they did they did five takes of it, and you know they went with the best one. But I'm like, oh my god, so funny! And then of course, you know, all the redneck humor that's always just timeless. Yeah, that really hasn't changed a whole lot. But that's because that's a redneck is generally just a a group that I think is kind of frozen in time. 
Yeah. Things were always better to, 10 years ago for a redneck. Or 100 years ago, whatever. <laughs> but I was, remember the TV show Webster? Yep. So the characters that played the mom and dad are both in Porky's. Huh. Because the mom plays Cherry Forever in the opening scenes, and then the dad plays the redneck sheriff that's Porky's brother. And I'm like, how the fuck did that, you know, how, how do you connect these points? How do you connect the points of Porky's to the points of Webster? Because you couldn't have two more different projects. Well, and you can't, at that time, you couldn't really go back and just pull out somebody else's, like, problematic career like you can do now. You can't go back on somebody's Twitter account from 20 years ago and say, yeah, hey, was- this guy posted this picture of his dick. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing with, like, when the internet came out, suddenly all these young actresses who had shown their tits or whatever in, like, shitty B-movies, suddenly their stuff was all over the internet. And, you know, yeah, things like roles that they would just soon forget... But then, you know, then you started having the fake stuff come out, and then you started having the the real fake stuff come out. That's insane what the AI fake porn shit's generating. Yeah, you know, it was I- actually just, there's an article on Reddit about this AI bot that had been created that guys were actually, they set up an Only, OnlyFans account for her. And she mm-hmm. doesn't even exist, but guys are sending this bot like hundreds of thousands of dollars for fake topless pictures and stuff like that now that I'm okay with because if you're that stupid to do that yeah you know, people granted, the safe for work pictures I saw were pretty unbelievably realistic but the fact that you know guys were actually spent sending their life savings to this you know she would apparently the bot would say that it was you know a car broke down Next thing you know, cars, new cars paid for. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see how this goes forward if it, you know, puts the porn industry out of business. Because, like, who needs actresses when you can just generate realistic-looking content with no real people? You know, because they don't even need body scans. You can just get a couple pictures, put the head on the body, and just make the body look whatever you want it to look like. I'm suddenly feeling very depressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so, something to be said for living in a cabin out in the woods. <laughs>